What is up, everybody? How are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming to you to preview this next weekend of upcoming games and placing our bets against the spreads, overs or unders, maybe some halftime prop bets that we've been kind of throwing in there this year. But I will tell you what, the last couple of weeks, I should say like maybe last month and a half or so, I feel like we've been on a pretty good roll as a trio. We've been just barely missing on our five-leg parlays. Each of us have at least hit a three-leg parlay. And last week, we were very close to doing it again. I know personally, I was close to hitting my three-leg parlay. Just the damn North Carolina Tar Heels just messed it up. I really thought they would have a good chance against Clemson. They almost did until Clemson decided to make a change at quarterback. And now DJ Uyunglele is like, forget this. I'm out of here. He's sitting the transfer portal. Plenty of college football news that we'll kind of talk to you maybe kind of dabble in a little bit or not. There's only one game this weekend, and then bowl season officially starts. And it's just crazy that college football season is officially over um, for you know a lot of the country except for these bowl games. But I will say one bowl game that was pretty exciting to watch last week, and Trace, I know you were there, and I was watching it on TV. I was actually hanging out with my sister in Kansas City, and I was like, hey, not trying to be rude. I'm happy to see you, but I really got to keep an eye on this game. I got a buddy that's there, and there's a possibility Utah wins this football game. Then I started feeling bad and stopped paying attention. Look back up. Utah has already won the game. I was like, this is incredible. I cannot imagine what the atmosphere was like to, for you to be there and see Utah beat USC once again this season. Once again, USC is soft as fuck. They can't hang with anybody. Enjoy the Big Ten. You guys are going to lose all your games in the Big Ten. Like You're a, you're a 500 team at best because everybody's just going to run down your throat like how Utah just did. It was electric. It was amazing. This game was way bigger, way better than even Oregon last year. Like it was, it was awesome. I am not a get in fights type of person. I'm just not like, I just don't care that much about sports that I feel like I need to like yell at other fans or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That changed in all the ways on Friday. I got in the bigot, like me and my buddies and these, this row in front of me was all these college dudes um, just were sitting right next to USC fans. They were coming at us all game, giving us the L at the end of the first, uh, at the end of the first quarter. I would not stop doing it for like, I'm not exaggerating for like 15 minutes straight, just t- putting the L on his forehead and just coming and standing next to us. When we took the lead, actually, by the time we like, got close at halftime, like everything shifted by the end of the game. And I'm not exaggerating. He was crying and asking us to stop. He was begging for us to stop. He said, I, I get it. You guys won. Please just stop. And <laughs> I will tell you, we did not stop. Um, We were asking, is that your King? Is that your King to, to, you know, Caleb Williams, as he's limping off the field, losing his game, Um, asking if this is their best team they've ever had. How does it feel to pay for everything? And you still lose. And it was fantastic. It was everything I wanted. And now we're back to the Rose Bowl. We're heading back. We're winning it this year. Bring on Penn State. I can't wait to get a Rose tattoo. That's what it comes down to. Ooh, really? Yeah. Where you place? I'll, I'll just add it to my my U of U tattoo. There we go. Absolutely love that. Love it. USC, you're soft. I hope I have USC <laughs> fans listening. <laughs> We we had we we had you. <laughs> they're not listening to this episode. They're, they're gone now. So yeah, how does it feel paying for everything? Uh, yeah, and I think like Treats, I think you said it. That game was, you know, USC had everything to lose. You know, playoff uh, contention on the line, 
And I watched the first quarter and I was like, damn, this is, this isn't going to be good. You know, uh, Utah's missing a couple of key players on both sides of the ball. I was like, this could like, this could get ugly really quick. And then second quarter, Utah kind of, you know, they took that initial punch to the mouth. They got back up, shook it off, came back. And I was like, okay, well, you know, they'll make USC make some halftime adjustments. You know, it'll, you know, they got the, physically, they have more talented roster than Utah. I think top to bottom and uh, Utah just played some bully ball, you know, like we've seen them do. It seems like every year Utah is that spoiler in the Pac-12, that Pac-12 team is going to Pac-12 everybody else. And they just come in with Kyle Whittingham. They punch you in the mouth. Cam Rising does his thing. And you look up at the scoreboard, you got beat by a couple scores. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like you, And people don't want to talk about it. Utah has been to five of the last seven Pac-12 championship games. Like, not you can't say that about many conferences and teams in the conference besides what Alabama, Georgia, Ohio Oklahoma. State, Oklahoma, like those three or four, like that's mm-hmm. pro uh, Clemson and ACC actually. Okay, so there's a fair, yeah. there's still a fair amount, but still like five out of there's seven, one from each Power Five conference. Yeah, and considering we've only been in the Pac-12 for eleven years and we were already doing this, like it took us so it took us four or five years to get Pac-12 talent. That's it. So where do you guys go next? Big Ten, Big Twelve, Does, SEC. I think Doesn't they're just going to be the. I think I think Utah is just going to be the king of the Pac-12. I also believe that. Uh, like, I, I think they're just they going to. They're just going to be daddy out west. Yeah, yeah. Nobody want. Nobody's going to want to come. Like print, nobody's going to want to face us. Print the shirts, daddy print out west. Shirts. I love it. We're going to do that <laughs> for sure. But yeah, like I just don't think anybody's going to be able to hang with us long term. Um. And that includes Colorado and Deion Sanders. Does it scare me that he can recruit? Hell yeah, it does. Still don't think he can outcoach Whittingham. I don't think any – honestly, I don't know if anybody can out, can outcoach Whittingham in the country. I'm going to say it. I don't even care. That's a bold statement. Well, I mean, if you do the – and I'm sure somebody that's way better at math and spreadsheets than me can do a – because um, this used to be the Wisconsin argument we'd have with people is that nobody gets more out of two and three star players than we'd always say, you know, at that yeah. time, Brett Bielema, Paul Chris, whoever. But if you look at, you know, it's not like Utah brings in these four or five star guys every with year. Zero and, five stars. No, exactly. Zero five that's what I'm getting players. at is, you know, Utah is taking these three star players, these two star guys, that the walk ons, and they're turning them into NFL players, they're turning them into a team. That's going and kicking the shit out of four and five star teams. Yeah. So like, exactly. you know, hey, that's your strength and conditioning. That's your head coach. That's your development. Which you know, mm-hmm. so for staying power, if you say, well, Pac twelve is going to lose, you know, Oregon, they're going to lose UCLA, they're going to lose uh, USC. That's I don't think that's going to impact Utah at all because they're going to recruit the same players. Yeah, exactly. So I think Utah, like, you know, you say, oh, they're losing all these teams in Pac twelve, but. I think staying power wise, Utah's in a great shape because nothing's changing for them except for you know their schedule is going to get easier. Yeah, yeah, conference schedule is going to get easier, and that's why they're so inclined to be having these hard out of conference schedules. I mean, next year it's it's home against Florida, and then it's at Baylor. Like that's not an easy first two weeks. Then the next year is at home against Baylor, and then at LSU. I think so. Like they're 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 scheduling games. And like what I love about like what Utah's doing, and they've always done this, even when they're in the Mountain West, is like they just bring in athletes, and they're, they're just like, we'll just figure out where to put you. Like we'll just straight up figure it out. Like they had a quarterback that's 
that moved to linebacker became an all-american linebacker he's playing for the saints right now jackson the running back right now currently he was literally qb2 come like week three of this year and now he's the lead running back who just busted off uh, like what wasn't the last week starting years. tailback last week starting tailback was the guy a year ago was trying to cover like marvin harrison in the rose bowl yeah yeah bernard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, damn what yeah. a what, what a switch <laughs> Well, he was a running back, and then he had to play cornerback right. in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, He's better also, at running back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he literally only played cornerback that one game, and that's just because like literally our cornerback like two, three, four, and five were all out with injury. <laughs> so it was either a walk on cornerback, or they're just like, ah, oh, this dude's just an athlete and competitive, and let's just see if he can play both ways. <laughs> so it's awesome. But enough again. Enough about Utah. Everybody's like, okay, let's move on. But we own the Pac-12. It was fantastic. It was electric. So much fun. That's it. Done. Cut off. Couldn't be more happy for you. Let's go ahead and get into our bets, though. Uh, It's probably going to be an NFL heavy betting show today due to the fact that, again, we have one college football game this weekend, and it is the sought-after Navy versus Army game. Um, I'm not going to say now, like I know any players on these teams. That's fine. But I can tell you right now, these jerseys and uniforms that they have designed look in incredible Teresa, i want you to go first though with if do you are you even betting on college this week or are you doing strictly nfl strictly nfl all righty dan Kiefer, this is your opportunity uh, so yeah i have a, a few college bets uh i'll be taking uh, this weekend <laughs> uh so i'm uh doing a rare uh, triple dip i'm gonna take army plus two and a half i'm also gonna take the total first quarter points over at six and a half. So someone in the first quarter just scored a touchdown. That's all I need. I thought that was a nice little prop bet to find. And then I'm going to take the game long under 32 and a half because service game service Academy games, the last like 70, they're like 56, 10 and four on the under. So I'm just going to play the odds there. I know army's been averaging like 30 points a game, but army Navy, these two teams seem to know each other extremely well. We see it every year. And when the unders hit this often, I'm willing to take a chance on it. And because of that, I'm actually taking the over at 32 and a half. So that's me. That's my mindset is I saw the stat for what the under usually hits. And I felt like this year has been kind of one of those years. Where things have been a little different anyways. Let's go ahead and see what happens. I'm going to slap the over. Feeling a little risky, a little frisky. Hello. Hey, we got we to gotta make Saturday interesting. We got one game. Might as well get some sweat equity going. I mean, you definitely are with three bets for one single game. But now that we've started the sweat equity here for Army versus Navy, let's get into the NFL side of things. Therese, go ahead and let's hear your first bet here for the NFL slate. Yeah, and because I don't have a Saturday game, I need to feel that urge of the gambling feeling. And so that's why I'm betting on a Thursday night game that I actually kind of stayed away from this year. And I'm taking the Raiders over 25 and a half team total. Rams defense is beat up. You have no Aaron Donald. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to continue to pass the ball. Devontae Adams is on fire. Jalen Ramsey is getting burnt left and right recently. Like he is not playing very well. And I think it's because he's trying to like overcorrect for like other weaknesses on this defense. And it's just a matter of time before the Rams just completely give up, right? Like they they've kind of been competitive, but at some point in the next very near future, they're going to just be like, all right, it's, it's over. Like you're, I would not be surprised if 
Ramsey like just doesn't even play the final two games <laughs> and just like ah let's just call it like stay healthy yeah. and enjoy the offseason so um give me the Raiders 25 and a half total points and so sticking with this game I'm actually taking the over at 43 and a half uh for the Raiders versus the Rams kind of like with everything you said there Trees. I just have a feeling the Raiders gonna be able to do whatever they want it looks like Derek Carr's really hit a stride with some of his new receivers outside of Hunter Renfro, again, who's out for the year. But Josh Jacobs has looked absolutely phenomenal. Him and Devontae Adams, you can tell they're just completely on the same page no matter what's going on in the game. It's really not a lot of praise for the Raiders, but at the same time, when you sit there and you watch them play recently, you can tell that they're connecting. And if the Rams get anything going, you know Sean McVay is going to dial some stuff up. They're going to find ways to score. It's the Rams. It's what they do. But the Raiders... They seem to be clicking at the right time. I don't think there's a lot of promise heading into the rest of the year, but I do think that they're able to put points on the board, especially with the way Josh Jacobs is playing. It is just insane. You tell that guy, okay, we're not picking up your fifth-year option. He says, okay, that's fine. Watch me rush for a million yards this season. Yeah, it's it's absolutely been insane what Josh Jacobs has been doing, and I'm sticking right there with you guys on the Thursday night game. I'm actually taking the Rams team total under at 19.5 points because once like Trace, I just feel like they've given up. And it's crazy to like if we went back in week three and said, yeah, Rams Raiders are playing and we're going to take the Rams under 19 and a half points over for the game. And, the you know, and he's taking the Raiders over like the Raiders are going to mop them. But here we are and they're just it's a skeleton crew. It really is. So uh, I think the Rams offense is just ungodly bad right now. So. Yeah, it's not going to be great. Not a great Thursday night game, but got to bet on something. Uh, next game, I'm taking the over 47, Cleveland and Cincinnati. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about employee uh, of the Cleveland Browns. So uh, he who shall not be named, I think, will look better in this game. Uh, then give me Cincinnati, Burrow's ball on the hell out. Chase is back. Higgins is back. Boyd, that offense is too much. Uh, even if Joe Mixon doesn't play, Samaj Pirine's been great filling in. Absolutely love it. Sorry for the ding. I thought my screen was on mute. It clearly wasn't. So that's a little podcast penalty for me. I will put my money in the jar. So I am sorry. Uh, my next bet, though, is going to be the under 37 points for the Ravens versus Steelers matchup. It's just not like it's just not a good season. Lamar Jackson's out. Right now, and I say it's not a good season, it, just for either one of these teams, really. It's just insane what has gone or how this has just gone south so quickly this year. Like Again, Lamar Jackson has been injured. Even before that, though, he's not really looked that good this season. He's pretty much on a contract year, negotiating you know, everything for the future. And I don't know if that's just become a distraction for him, if it was too much, than, if it was more than he expected, kind of within terms of negotiations throughout a season. I know they said... They were putting it on hold, but it really doesn't feel that way, especially with the way we've seen him on Twitter. We've seen him interact with fans and taking signs and stuff and saying, hey, pay this man. So I don't know how much he just helped or hurt his case right now, especially with this injury. The Ravens, I know we saw them, you know, you kind of just, they kept on keeping on last year when Lamar Jackson was out for a couple of weeks with an injury. I don't know if they do the same thing. If they do, I think Huntley is guaranteed a job somewhere next year. But sticking with this game for the the Steelers and Ravens, I'm just going to take the other 37. I don't really see them scoring a lot of points. Huntley's the man. Yeah, he's a Ute, but like he is so cool. I love Snoop. Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to double dip on a game, and that game is going to be the Jaguars-Titans game. So let's double dip here. Tennessee Titans, minus four. Lock it in. Tennessee Titans, over 10 and a half at halftime. Lock it in. Um, 
I think that I think the Jags keep it somewhat close. I think they end up losing by seven. That's that's going to be my thing. I think that they played like absolute go- you know garbage last week. I think they'll recover. A little worried. Oh, thank all. Also, thank God, Trevor Lawrence did not tear his ACL. I don't know if you saw that hit, but oh my goodness, I was I just fell to the ground like oh no, and like and they put oh, him back no. in. Yeah, like, yeah, he he came we in. We were talking like, about. Let's fucking I was go like, do this when yeah he came back was after halftime. He came out running and yep. jogging out of the tunnel. I was like, Trevor, why do you have your helmet? Like, yeah, dude, the Jags, your season's over. Don't don't put him back out there. But hey, players play. Is he playing this next week? I don't feel like I've heard an official word on it. So they have him as questionable. He didn't practice today, but Trevor during his press conference today was like, I I feel like I can play. So, um. When it's deep dead, I think he ends up playing. Um, with him not being in like a full boot and it's they're just classifying it as a toe injury um, and not a foot injury, I think that he's going to find a way to play. So, and I hope he does. I mean, Jags haven't beaten the Titans in Tennessee since like 2013 or something like that. I think that's a very big pride thing for them to want to get that done. So, um, yeah. But when it's all said and done, I think they lose. I do think it's a one score game, but I think it's more than, it's at least four points. And then the Titans at just 10 and a half at halftime. Uh, the Jags defense is playing pretty bad right now. They're just not getting the pass rush. Like it's just, it's real. It's astonishing. I actually thought the defensive line was going to be like the vocal point of this defense. And it's, it is just shut down over the last like six weeks. It's, it's weird to see, but um, I think they're going to, I think the Titans are going to be able to put up at least two touchdowns in the first half. So there are my two bets. Very nice. My next one is going to be the Browns versus the Bengals. The Browns are six-point dogs. I'm going to take that. I don't know if they find a way to win this game, especially with how well the Bengals looked against the Chiefs. I mean, I just felt like anything they wanted to do, they did successfully, whether it was, you know, getting after Patrick Mahomes, you know, rushing three and still getting pressure. It was dropping everybody back and everyone staying, you know, disciplined on their assignments and then offensively, you know, even with – Joe Mixon being out, you run the ball, you stay disciplined on running the ball, you made that be a key part of your offense throughout the first half of the game and into the second half. You didn't stay away, <clears throat> you didn't stray away from it. And then the passes that Joe Burrow needed to make, he made. And it's just that's going to carry on. But at the same time, I look at the Browns and it, you watch them through the season, it's like they just need a quarterback that's going to make that extra play and keep their drive going. And right now they have that back because the Browns are a good football team. Maybe give them another week or two before they start winning games. I still think it's too late at this point in the season, but never say never. I do think the Browns find a way to win or to lose this game by less than six points. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, my next game, since it's not on the sheet, we're going to play a little game. Uh, Treese, this is the bet I told you about is my favorite bet of the week, and it is uh, my Austin Cunningham special bet of the week. Austin, it involves the Chiefs. They play the Broncos. You follow know more about the Chiefs than anybody else I know. So if you were a handicapper in Vegas, where would you put the over-under for touchdowns by the Chief in the Chiefs in this game? Uh, well, the defense is probably going to – I would put the defense touchdowns at one and a half, honestly, because <laughs> they always find a way to score against the Broncos. Like, whether it's just like a strip sack. You know, I mean, even when Peyton Manning was there, it was like insane. The defense found a way to score. Um, but touchdowns for the Chiefs, honestly, I'd put it right at about – Six and a half. Okay. Uh, the current total over under for Chiefs touchdowns against the Broncos is two and a half. Total so touchdowns. I will it? Be, 
Total touchdowns, 2.5 touchdowns by the Chiefs. So I will be smashing the shit out of that. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Yeah, it's a good bet. Um, It's because <laughs> the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos, are we talking about this Because the Broncos' week? defense is good. Defense it's is good. good. And it's, and I said this last week, and it actually hit again. Only one time have they have the total been over 38 points this season right. for the uh, Broncos game. One time. We're on week, what, 14? Like, right. And so I think we all, we all know the stat. If the, um, if the Broncos offense would score 18 points, the team would be like 10 and 2 right now or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, either way, I think, I mean, we're, you're telling me a Patrick Mahomes led offense and you're telling me two and a half total touchdowns. I will take it every week. I and don't... especially with the way they lost last week, they're pissed. Every single one right. of them. Like, this isn't just a Patrick Mahomes pissed off game. It's the defense is pissed that they couldn't get off the field on third down, they couldn't get a pass rush offensively you didn't have anything going aside from a couple splash plays you just you weren't able to just get some key downs you made mistakes this is a game for all of them to be like okay let's get back on track so i would be worried if i was the broncos my next bet here do you have another bet you need to say actually before i go yeah i was gonna say well you know what i had a i had the college one so you go ahead and i'll catch more of mine later okay um so i'm my next one is actually gonna be jaguars titans i was gonna take the jaguars plus four but then listening to trees talk about it Remembering that this game is, in fact, in Tennessee and Trevor Lawrence is dealing with the injury. Ah, I'm going to try to make a smart decision here. I'm still going to root for the Jaguars, honestly. So if I'm wrong here, I really don't mind. But I'm going to take the Titans here, favored by four. I'll just roll with it. Safe pick. I'd much rather be right. It's going to help my percentages at the end of the year than it is for some pride right now. Yeah, love that. Um, All right, I am up next with my next two. I'm going to take the... So here's the problem is we just talked about this Kansas City game. So the over-under on that game is actually 43. I'm going to just follow the data here. I'm going to take the under 43 points um, in the Broncos-Chiefs game. That's and fine. Chiefs honestly, just got to score three touchdowns. I was, Win yeah, 21-7. I, and also I'm thinking like a third – I mean a 38-3 to three win is still the under, which it easily could be. So I'm going to take the under 43 there. In between those two teams. Um, next up, I'm going to take the Seahawks at minus three and a half against the Panthers. Uh Seahawks, they need to get they need to get a win to keep up with not only the Niners, but to try to make the playoffs here. Panthers are just uh how do they say it? Not good at football right now. And I kind of see that the Seahawks are gonna dude. Gino's just been playing well. Like he just is. He's throwing dimes left and right. Doesn't I mean, matter. game winning touchdowns in a tight window to DK, boom, Geno Smith, well, whoever, on, whoever down on Jalen Ramsey, um, yeah. like just, just insane there. And I know Kenneth Walker may not play, but I don't know if that really matters with how well the passing game's working. So give me, give me Seahawks minus three and a half. Boom. Absolutely love that. So I'm actually going to take that same bet with you here. I'll just go, I'll just so we stay on the same game. We don't have to dip back to it later. I'm going to take the Seahawks minus three and a half versus Panthers. Panthers, like you said, not good at football. Seahawks are good at football right now. Feel like a comfortable, easy bet. And, uh, yeah, we got a sweep. I also have Seahawks minus three and a half on my card. Uh, Dante Foreman didn't practice today for Carolina. Do we even think there's a chance that when teams fire their coach, they get a bump that weekend? They you know seem to rally around. Carolina cut Baker Mayfield. Do you think Carolina locker room gets a bump maybe? They're kind of up for this game? I mean, I'm just – we all took Seattle. We yeah. all took Seattle. I'm just looking for I'm looking for, you know, what we got to worry about. I don't so, feel like paper, Baker on paper, ahead, it's Trish. Seattle by a landslide. Trace you go. 
Um, I was going to say, normally I would agree with you, but since Baker came in during the season and like is quickly out, like he wasn't there for, you know, the dog days of summer, you know, Mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff that I just don't think that that's going to be a big change. I think too, it's just, he wasn't there long enough to be a distraction and he didn't do anything negative. I don't think anybody, I don't think he rubbed anybody the wrong way. I think they just realized like, Hey, it's just not the guy here. Like it's just not going to work out. I think it's just another one of those deals where let's say he goes to the Rams and it doesn't work out. Baker Mayfield is going to have to swallow that pride pill and go, I'm a backup quarterback in the NFL. And I'm going to have to find a way to let this be my role from here on out. And I'm going to have to just live under the, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be in the spotlight anymore. They're going to have to be second fiddle. I don't know how he's going to like that. I don't know how well he's going to respond to it. Clearly didn't really like it in Carolina with, you know, Sam Donald coming back and then them letting him start. So now he's in L.A. We'll see how that goes. Maybe Sean McVay finds, you know, the right right ingredients to make something happen there. But my next bet that I'm going to go with here is going to be the over at 52 points on the Dolphins versus Chargers game. I do know that these are some good defenses and it's probably going to be kind of a, a stallmate type of football game here for a little bit. But at the same time, I'm just kind of hoping for a high-scoring ball game. I want this to be one of those games where we look back after the season and go, that was fun to watch. That was an exciting football game. Dolphins versus Chargers. You know, every, there's a lot of people, and me included, that thought the Chargers were going to win the AFC West. If they lose this week and the Chiefs win, Chiefs win the AFC West. So there's that to play into it. But the Dolphins, like, you still have something to prove. Like, you still have to prove that we are – one of the top teams in the AFC East, you've proven that, but more so in the AFC and that, hey, we're still coming in hot and we're just knocking down teams one after another heading into this final month of the season. Yeah, I'll stick with that, Austin. Silence. <laughs> I was going to say, well, we're, we're all out of out of whack now. This is what happens when we have one college game. Okay, this is what happens. Yeah, it screws exactly. up the whole flow of the show. Be better, NCAA. Uh, tell it, Austin. I'm sticking right with that game. I'm taking Miami minus three. I think they're going to come back. You saw Tyreek after the game. After the game, they owned it. They said point blank, we didn't execute. Uh, Mike McDaniel on the sideline was grabbing players and telling them, I effed up. I'll be better. So I think this weekend, uh, staying on, staying out on the West Coast during this week, uh, they're going to come out fired up on Sunday night football. Uh, Chargers have been struggling. Chargers need to win bad if they're going to stay in the playoff contention. So I think we're going to get the best out of both teams, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. Boom. Um, you you want me to go a few to try to catch up to you here, Dan? Yeah, hey, do your thing, man. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, sticking with this game, I'm taking the Dolphins at minus three. Uh, I think they find a way to win this game. I think that I don't think that the Chargers are going to be this, be able to slow down this running game. And I know that the Dolphins have been passing into the ball a lot and all that. I think this is the game McDaniel goes, wait, why did I get the head coaching job? Oh, yeah, because I'm a genius at running the ball and coming up with schemes here. And this team sucks against the run. So expect a huge Jeff Wilson game. And then you'll get the big plays from the play action. Um but I'm with you guys. I'm super excited for this game Sunday night. I, I think it's going to be an electric game, but I am going to take the Dolphins at minus three here. Um, Sweet. And, oh. Go ahead. Nope, go ahead. I was going to say, and just remember that this was a game that got flexed into Sunday night football because the Chiefs-Broncos game was flexed out, thank God. But anytime the Chargers play on primetime, it's usually a pretty hard-fought matchup, it especially is. when it's in L.A. So it's going yeah, to be fun powder, to watch for sure. Powder Blues, too. They're wearing the Powder Blues Ooh, that came out. That's so going to be nice. It's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. It is. All right. Um, I'm going to take my next one is going to be the over 44 in 
the Patriots Cardinals game. Uh, unsexy pick, unsexy game because the Patriots look like shit. The Cardinals just aren't what they are. But Patriots defense has been pretty bad recently, giving up a lot of yards, a lot of points. And we know the Cardinals defense is bad. So I kind of expect a somewhat decent game for Mac Jones here. Um, fantasy purposes. If you're, if you got some guys on buys or injuries and you just need, you know, you need somebody there. It's a nice little play. And I know you're anti Mac Jones there, Dan, but I'm not anti Mac Jones. I just, I think it's really important to remember that he's ass. Yeah, exactly. But he, but he can be right once. Right, it can be the right play one time. So one uh, out of ten, that's all you need. One out of hundred. Yeah, yeah. Give me what is it? Ten or a hundred, Austin? Which one? Well, the quote is off the little giants. You know what I mean? If you're gonna race your bike a hundred times, you just that just that one time, he's gonna beat you ninety nine out of a hundred. But just that one time, it's just that one win. Boom! Yeah. Here come the little giants, and they win. Such a great show. Such a good show. I love that guy. You don't call All that right. show. That's a great it's movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Oh yeah. my god. Okay. Fuck you guys. I get it. Yes. <laughs> well, it it's is. A movie. It, like I don't, yeah. I don't know why that's. A, I don't know why. Because like credit it, to fuck you. I feel like we're just excuse us for wanting to be correct. Yeah. Oh we we get to be right once a season. Okay. Come on, man. Yeah. Get just that uh, one out of hundred. Let us have it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Whatever. I I call I call sh- I call shows movies movies. Actually, I don't call movies. I call so you, movies shows, but I like so, shows. I don't call movies. So do yeah. you go to your so instead of saying like, "Hey, you know, hun, let's go to the movies," you're like, "Hey, darling, let's go catch a show." So um, that actually makes no. sense. That's I see yeah. what you, I see what your argument's trying to be. But like, if I want to say, "Darling, let's go see the sh- like, let's go to a show," that might also be a movie. I just feel like shows shows have. Seen Damn it! it. Fuck you, Trees. All right, let's go. We're <laughs> no, not. We're not. Like, so who's like, so who's maybe, got the next bet here? Uh, and maybe it's because no. Let's get into this for a second. And maybe it's because I have a kid, and so you're just like, hey, do you want to watch a show, kid? Like, even if it's a movie, <laughs> like I don't have to be like, hey, do you want to go watch a movie? Because he wants to watch Cars, but then I have to say, do you want to watch a show? Because he wants to watch PJ Mask. No free ads, but hey, if anybody wants to sponsor there, um. Like maybe that's why I just call it all a show. Everything's a show. That makes sense. Anywho, my next bet is gonna be uh speaking of shows, this might be a good show because I'm taking the Bills favored by nine and a half here uh against the Jets. I do think this could be a good ball game. I think it's gonna be a fun one. The Jets snuck out a W last time. But right now, when you look at the Bills, I think that kind of woke them up because they've looked pretty hot since then, and they're just trucking right along. And I think this is that time of the year where you see the good teams really start to get into a flow and figure things out before you head into the playoffs. I know we have about officially another month of the season. This is the time for the Bills to get rolling here, right? They're at the one seed again with the Chiefs losing last week. Don't stop now. Just keep rolling. Just keep rolling into the playoffs. Get yourself a bye week and be ready to rock and roll. Uh, It's been pretty nice to see James Cook get rolling with the bills as well. Yeah. Last, last sitting week, on my little... freaking bench in fantasy caused me to lose relatable, relatable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sticking with that game. Awesome. But I'm actually going to the other side because I believe in Mike white to lose, Who? to lose by less than nine and a half points. Uh, that's what we believe in Mike white to do. Garrett, just throw the ball to Garrett Wells. I mean, that's been the offense last two weeks. Donovan Knights looked great. I think the jets are better than we give them credit for. They just, I, I think they just are, but we have this taste in our mouth from the last, I don't know, ever since Mark Sanchez left, the Jets are bad. 
Uh, so give me the Jets plus nine and a half. And then uh, my next bet is a team over. Going to take the Eagles over 26 and a half against the Giants. Uh, Giants were a fun story at the beginning of the year, but they're really starting to kind of show the holes in that roster. And the Eagles are white hot right now. So give me team over 26 and a half for Philly. Boom. And these are going to be my last two bets of the evening Evening before we get into our three-leg parlay. And it's going to be the Bucks plus three and a half versus the Niners. Watching them play the other night, I know it was a close ball game, but when you watch Tom Brady in that offense, you can tell they're getting dialed in. He's distributing the ball to everybody. Everybody's getting a fair opportunity. Their defense is kind of starting to figure it out as well and dealing with some injuries, but things look like they're getting back on track. So I'm going to take the Bucks here, plus three and a half versus the Niners, plus Jimmy Garoppolo's out. And it's kind of playing a big part into it as well for me. And then the Lions favored by two and a half versus the Vikings. I'm actually going to take this game because the Lions have been one of the better teams in the NFL as of late. They've ranked right there in the top five or top 10 in nearly every statistical category when you look at it, DVOA. So it's one of those situations where you got to look deep into the analytics, right? But at the same time, the Lions are figuring it out and they're putting things together. They're on a winning streak. They look good. And when was the last time we looked at the Lions in the month of December and thought, they still have a chance to make the playoffs? I don't feel like it's been ever in my lifetime, to be completely frank with you. Like, that's 27 years of just of the Lions. I know there was a sprinkle. There's a little dash of it with Stafford and, you know, Megatron, but forget about it. I don't think they've won a game and won a playoff game in my lifetime. I'm confident they haven't. Yeah, they haven't. Won it's like 1990. 1990? Yeah, something, yeah, something yeah, so like that's that. before before I was born, you know, Young Flex. Yeah, I'm a youth. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. All right, cool. Um, To go young on flex. to that uh, Philly game that Dan was talking about, I'm actually going to take the under 18 and a half for the Giants uh, team total because I also agree with everything that Dan said. So under there, I'm going to take – I got two left. I had – had the Philly one as well, but I'm going to switch it up so we don't have duplicates there. I'm going to take the over 44 in the Bills-Jets game. I think that the Bills are going to want to get a fair amount of points, and I'm kind of on the white, the Matt, uh, Mike White train as well. I think he's going to be able to put up enough points, and 44 is just not a, not a big number there. So taking the over there, and then I'm going exact opposite of austin here and i'm actually going to take the vikings at plus two and a half they want to close out the division they win the division if they win this game they're going to do whatever they can to go into detroit and do that so taking two and a half on the vikings well i was actually going to and you don't think i saw but i saluted austin because i saw the lions line I wanted to take the Lions line i was not brave enough to take the lions line but i absolutely love that he did because, hell yeah, man, our Lions, let's ride. Dan Campbell, coach of the year, preseason pick, baby, let's get hot. My last game, I'm taking Arizona plus one and a half, a dog at home against New England. Uh, Arizona coming off the bye, maybe somewhat try to salvage the season. I don't know if they're officially eliminated from the playoffs yet, but they got to be on life support if they're not. So get Nuke, Hollywood, Kyler, get cooking. I checked. There's no Call of Duty drops this weekend, so it should be good to go Monday night. 
He's going to look suck. Don't give him any credit. I'm going to get right into my three-leg parlay here because I'm going to take the over for the Raiders versus Rams game. I'm going to take the Seahawks favored by three and a half versus the Panthers. And then I'm also going to take the Bills favored by nine and a half versus the Jets. So one over and two spreads. Ready to rock and roll. All right. I will go up next then. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans over 10 and a half in the first half team total. I'm going to take also take the Seahawks minus three and a half versus the Panthers. And I'm going to take the over 44 in the Bills Jets game. And uh, I will take the flute to service under of 32 and a half. I'm going to take that super juicy Kansas City team over two and a half touchdowns. And then, you know what? Give me Sunday night football. Give me Miami minus three. Got to believe in two at some point. I love it. All right, love it. Let's move. Let's move on to our five leg. So, uh, are there any games that we have multiple of that we want to put on here? Um, we all had. Well, you put. Okay, you guys both put Seattle in your three leg. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, and Bills Jets. Have- tell you what, I'll. Put the- or sorry. I was going to say, I'll put my Jets game in the parlay and we could take out the Miami game because we both have Miami. Okay, that's fine. So we're going to take the Dolphins at minus three then. Uh, Me and Austin both have Titans at minus four. So I think we should put that one in. Yeah, I love that. And then I think that now we all just choose our, our one favorite here at this point. So Austin, what's your favorite here? Yeah, so my my favorite... I really want to take the over for Dolphins and Chargers, but I've been awful at betting the overs. That's what I was looking at here. Me too, actually. So NFL overs, you're 16 and 22. No, sorry, over under, sorry. You're 9 and 11, not that bad. I'm 12 and 17, so I'm just awful at it right now. How about the over? No, I'm going to stay away from an over. Do Browns plus six versus the Bengals. How about that? Yeah. All right. Dan? Uh, I think I'm going to do the Rams under 19 and a half teams total. Rams. Okay. So we're going to get started early on Thursday night there. Why not? If we're doing that, let's just do the Raiders over 25 and a half as well. Let's just go all in on Thursday night. Went it all out Thursday night. Yeah. Okay, so so we're gonna take the Rams under nineteen and a half. We're gonna take the Raiders over twenty five and a half. Very specific. Yeah, it's very specific. Uh, okay, we're gonna take the Browns at plus six, Titans at minus four, Dolphins at minus three. I love it. All NFL, all NFL five leg. Yep. I mean, last Boom. week <laughs> did did we have four? We had four NFL last week too. Yeah, because we only had the two two lane UCF game. Our never a doubt. Lane. Never, never a doubt. Never, never a, a doubt. doubt. Yes, I love it, man. I really I wish. Say, go ahead. I really wish I wouldn't have put Michigan in my three leg parlay last week, so I could have hit it. Michigan did did, did hit. No, yeah, I know that, but I if I if I wouldn't have put it in my three leg parlay, we could have oh, put it in five. I got leg. you. I got oh, you. That was a I sacrifice I was willing to make, Kiefer. Yeah. What a team player, and, man! I appreciate that. What and then the Chiefs, the Chiefs one missed it by a half a point, right? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to yeah, talk about it. You don't want to talk about it. I had like three I, bets I, that missed by less than a point. I'm just I don't want to talk yeah. about it. So I missed so I I only I went seven and three last week. 
Chiefs missed by half a point. Big 12 missed by a half a point, also a half a yard in overtime, which sucked. And then classic Chargers just fucking everything up. <laughs> so, uh, not to like backtrack to Tulane, but you know that they're going to get USC in the bowl game, right? Oh, dude, they're going to Tulane is? That. Yeah, they're the G5 representative for New Year's Six. Yeah. They're the highest-ranked G5 team. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea how they seed and figure out who <laughs> plays in what bowl. I've literally always just thought, like, the Alamo Bowl, boop, boop, Texas, Texas do Utah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I have no yeah, idea. So like, the Rose Bowl, think... learning that it was the Pac-12 and Big Ten winners or, yeah. like, second-place guys or however, whatever. I realized that two years ago because Treese brought it up, and I was like, no shit, didn't know that. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, and Alamo Bowl is um, basically second place in uh, both the Pac-12 and Big 12. That's yeah, how, wouldn't that's that be K-State, cool. though? No, because now USC No, that's ranked. just like um, – because, like, technically Purdue got second place in the Big 10, but they're ranked lower than Penn State is. Ah, and okay. Yeah. So, so technically, the second Purdue, highest ranked team. So technically, in the Purdue, Purdue, who played in the conference championship, is the fourth place Big Ten team. Yeah. So that's that's how <laughs> it was like. Yeah. That's like, how what like, the fuck. Watching that so it's, game, it's like, all bullshit, man. Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, it, it really is. That's like watching that game. I was like, the only chance we play Purdue is if they win. Because even if they lose, like, there's well, no way they're going to the Rose Bowl. Say what? If they didn't kick five field goal field goals, you know. Might might so be having not. a conversation. For sure. Might. For sure. So we're not all right, cool. Um thanks everybody. Bummer there's not a lot of college games this this week, but starting next week, bowl season. Bowl so season, that's gonna be baby. fantastic. Love it. Um good luck to everybody in their fantasy matchups. I mean, playoffs usually start next week for a lot of leagues, so good luck to everybody there. And tonight we've been sorry, Austin, you got something? No, fantasy football just sucks. I'm not good at it. Oh, oh, I didn't know. You gave like a finger and I couldn't see it, but uh, interrupted it. Tonight we've been talking football.